The first time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series. Recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Game. Kim Bellware, journalist, writer, my bike camping buddy, been published in national magazines and newspapers all across the country. Kim Bellware, everybody. So it doesn't matter what people say about 18, 21 is the real age you become an adult. It's the year you can really start covering all the tiles on the adult bingo card in your mind, wear clothes that require ironing, yell at teenagers, gamble real money. My friend Laura is in my car and she's shaking a flyer at the back of my head like a stack of fat bills. This is gonna be great! The whole thing is her idea and it's an attempt to salvage our crying friend's 21st birthday gone bust. She's talked us into a last minute trip to the casino. And it's an easy sell. Casinos in the 21-year-old imagination are glitzy, bright places where happy, attractive people are showered with coins from slot machines. Now the closest casino to us is the blue chip in Michigan City. (laughs) Vegas and Atlantic City get all the attention for the boxing and the great heist movies. Indiana has none of that especially not in Michigan City, where on a clear day, the closest thing to a Bellagio fireworks show are the flames shooting up from the lakeside refinery in Whiting. (laughs) And yet, Northwest Indiana is the third largest gaming operation in the country. But we don't know this. All we know of casinos is what we've seen in Showgirls. Pop culture tells us that if we were cocaine skinny and rich, we'd hit the floor in fur and Versace, or as Las Vegas' favorite stripper would call it, Versace. (laughs) You guys watch Showgirls. But we have at least enough sense to realize this is Michigan City, not Atlantic City, so we settle on a 21-year-old's version of snazzy meets serious. In Laura's living room, we line our eyes with an extra heavy hand and pick just a slightly sparklier pair of earrings. Our normal aesthetic as a group leans heavily towards corduroy and denim, so cobbling together a casino-worthy look is not, shall we say, organic. (laughs) When we're done, I look at them, they look at me. We look like Bratz dolls going on a job interview. (laughs) But it's a step outside our comfort zone. And it's this new feeling that we expect will make us feel more mature and more worldly after. We're also heavily invested in this plan working because the truth is we can't afford to go anywhere else for Anita's birthday. This is the genius of Laura's plan. The blue chip has no cover charge, and as she insists, we can drink for free. I mean, if this were true, every college kid in a 100-mile radius would be at the blue chip on the regular, so I have to check. And this is the early aughts. My phone is still on a green and black screen. Facebook only exists at a few dozen college campuses, and the ability to quickly suss out via the internet, that doesn't even exist. So all I have to go on is an 800 number on Laura's flyer and the word of a dubiously sourced casino goer. Laura's rationale is that it's just good business sense because people who are drinking spend longer on the floor. And I don't know how a person who's been to a casino before sounds different than someone who's never been to a casino, But in my mind, there is a distinction, and I can't fake it. Hello, I'm calling to inquire about whether you have a dress code. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm already picturing the guy on the other side who probably thinks this is a prank call. Thank you. Can you tell me what people normally wear to your establishment? My friends are dying, and I'm indignant. And what can you tell me about your complimentary beverage program? The what? Do gamblers get comp drinks? The guy on the phone tells me in no short order that I can buy beer, wine, and spirits at the bar and hangs up. Everyone looks a little deflated by the news, but when you're 21 and you're trying to keep your friend from crying on a bad birthday and you're trying to do everything you can to grab at that next rung of adulthood, you lean in and you lean into being broke and you lean into looking like Julia Roberts in the first shopping scene of Pretty Woman, not the second. <laughs> and you lean into the youthful naivete that says anything can be an adventure. So we hit the road and we trade a hodgepodge of gambling knowledge. And most of what I know of gambling is warning. My grandpa bet the farm, literally. I learned how to cut a deck before I was eight, and because of that, my parents' disdain for any card game more advanced than Go Fish is strong. And now I'm speeding towards the blue chip, wondering if maybe there's a dark side to adulthood. <laughs> I, envisioning, I envision myself swanning up to a blackjack table, and as soon as I tell the dealer, hit me, my pupils dilate and my blood rushes, and I'll be on a hot streak, and then I'll be ruined. And that's how gambling addiction works or so my parents tell me. So when we arrive at the casino, it becomes clear to me why Caesars Palace doesn't have a parking lot, because finding yourself in the parking lot of an Indiana casino is to no sadness. <laughs> There's a large hotel, if for some reason you want to spend several days in Michigan City gambling, and the lobby has images of beautiful women getting massages in the casino's spa. And based on the parking lot and lobby experience alone, we're already feeling a little disconnect because the prospect of finding a sophisticated European spa in a place like this seems about as plausible as finding Kobe beef at a gas station deli. <laughs> it's a little disconcerting by now that we can't even hear the casino floor and we haven't run into another person. It's Saturday night. I can see Laura is visibly disappointed when the man who checks our IDs isn't even wearing a suit. He's wearing some golf shirt made out of performance material. I wonder if he's the same guy who answered the phone when I called. And he points out different areas of the floor, the blackjack tables and the slots and the roulette tables, but there's no ceremony to it. And I want to tell him, this is our first time at a casino. But then I realize it won't change anything. It won't make it more special because we're at the blue chip. And casinos, if you've not had the pleasure, are freezing cold. It's one huge windowless room with fluorescent lights and it reeks of cigarette smoke left over from hours earlier when the floor was actually busy. And most of us, we don't even have skills for table games, but it doesn't really matter because we wander around and we see hardly any of the tables are manned. The ones that are have a smattering of players and they just look edgy, not excited. I find the only game I can play, a penny slot, and I ease my dollar in. But I don't know how this machine works, and within seconds, my 100 pennies are down to just three. <laughs> my other roommate, Martha, has better luck. In a few minutes, she's landed some kind of jackpot, but it takes us a second to notice because the only thing that happens is a light on top of the machine glows silently. She's won $30. And we're waiting for it to do something else, make a noise or shower her with coins, and Laura tells her to press the cash out button because maybe that will trigger the spectacle. And I'm looking for a cup to capture all of the $30 in coins that she's just won. But before I can find it, Martha punches the button and we hold our breath. 
and instead of a flood of riches, the machine spits out a small paper ticket. <laughs> a woman walks up behind us, and she's not happy. She has been working that machine, and when she stepped away, only to come back, she found it is paid out to someone else. We've breached some casino etiquette that we weren't even aware of, and this woman was the only person who's interacted with us since we arrived, and she's mad at us. We've been wrong about so many things on this casino adventure, but most of all, we've completely misjudged why these people were there. The woman is annoyed that Martha had pulled $30 from the slot that she had been working. She wasn't here to have fun. I look around the room, and it's clear that nobody's here celebrating a birthday. Instead, what we saw was tiredness and despair. People here on a late Saturday night are not playing for fun. They were playing for the rent money. Feeling like a high roller suddenly felt silly and impossible. I could only extend my playing streak by picking up the discarded payout tickets in sums of three or 10 cents, stubs left behind by frustrated gamblers who didn't want to stand in line to cash out for a nickel. Casinos are good at luring you in with a promise of abundance of adventures and then sending you home with less money and dignity than you had when you walked in. And I realize now, why do we do this at every age? We reach for that next rung that pulls us closer and closer to the feeling of real adult. We try on our parents' clothes. We pretend to have a house to clean or a job to go to. It's why as teens we sneak cigarettes, or at 21 we go gambling. We run towards the door of adulthood, only to find what's on the other side is not as advertised. So when the four of us pile back into the car, I look at the clock. We were only inside for 40 minutes. Laura hadn't even bothered to finish her drink, which for the record cost $10. She breaks the silence in the car first. So guys, that was the casino. Is this adulthood? Bingo. Thanks. Count 
you're sitting at the table be time enough for counting when the dealing's done every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep because every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser and the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep and when he finished speaking he turned back towards the window crushed out a cigarette and faded off to sleep and somewhere in the darkness the gambler he broke even but in his final words i found an ace that i could keep you got to know When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough.